as I was preparing for this, I was all over the place. You know, I, uh, me and Randall talked last week, and uh, he gave me a lot of time to get prepared, which is unusual for him and me. Because usually he call, he'll call me on a Saturday and say, "Brother, can you take care of this for me?" And uh, well, yeah, and then I scramble. But I don't do good with a whole lot of time because I'll go all over the place. And you're going to see that here in a minute because we're going everywhere today. Just keep your Bibles open and your, and your eyes fixed on it because uh, if you can't listen and not look at me, you're going to have trouble today. Uh, but anyway, with all that being said, I, 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 I went to our accountability last Sunday morning and, and I said, yeah, he asked me to preach. I said, yeah, absolutely. Well, what he didn't know is, is this. And, and is, I started a new diet last Saturday. All right. And I know this thing will make no sense to you right now, but at the end of it, I hope it does. I started a new diet. And um, it starts out with a three-day fast with nothing but water. And that's all I had for Saturday, Sunday, or Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. All right? So by the end of Tuesday, I'm hangry. <laughs> and... and uh I want you to know that this is going to be a simple message because I'm simple-minded. Randall gets up here uh, every week and he explains to y'all what analytical thinkers do. All right, and most of y'all are analytical, uh, and, and Tanya is, and and uh, but I'm not. I'm simple, and God put me with an analytical woman. All right, and I'm going to show you the difference right quick in case you don't know what those two things are and you've been here a while. All right, here's the difference. I went on this diet last uh, last Saturday. Tanya said, well, how much did you weigh when you started? And I said, I don't know. She said, how much did you weigh Tuesday? I don't know. Well, how are you going to know if you're making any progress? I said, well, here's how I know. I was eating 25 pounds of food a day. <laughs> and I cut that back to one pound. At the end of this, there should be progress. <laughs> Fellas, that's, ladies, that's simple. Tanya had to weigh before, during, after, and in the middle somewhere she would be disgusted because it wasn't enough. And she would be saying, why in the world am I not move, losing more? <laughs> and I love her with everything I got. And I say that because it aggravates her when I do that in front of people. <laughs> but that's the truth. This morning, starting in verse 5. It says, likewise, you younger people, submit yourself to your elders. Yes, all the submit, uh, all of you be submissive to one another and be clothed in humility. Cause God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. During all the things that I've experienced over the last few, uh, weeks and, and months, uh, we, we've had funerals for several people that were godly. You know, and, and as a man, what, what my, my flesh wants to cry out, God, why in the world is this happening? Because life here, that happens. That happens. And uh, as, as I, I went before God and I said, Lord, you know, you had the power 
to make things different. Because his word says in the book of First Peter in the first chapter over here, it says that it's by God's power that we're kept. Our salvation is kept. His power is what keeps you if you know him. So, so here's the thing. I was looking at God and asked that age-old question that everybody asked. You know what it is? Why in the world, God, are you letting these things happen to me? Anybody out there ever asked that? And you know what? When I got still before God, this is what he said. That's what I told you in my word that would happen. My word says that this, your days will be few and troublesome. Here. You know, when I got saved, I gained the promises that God gave me in his word. They, they belong to me. And you know what he, he said? He said that he cares for me. He says that he loves me and that I matter. But he also said your days will be few and troublesome. That's what we got to look forward to here. But he said, also said in the book of Psalms that you won't utterly be cast down. And he says that he's our stronghold and our strong, our strong tower. And I'll get into that here in just a second. Turn with me to the uh, book of Isaiah chapter 14. Wait a minute. Before you go there. Before you go there. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Let, me, let me go a little bit further. <clears throat> it says, I'm sorry, y'all. I'm just uh, nervous and excited. and It's a fearful thing to be in front of a holy God preaching his word. It says that. Verse 6, he may exalt you in due time, casting all your cares upon him, for he cares for you. And in verse 8, he says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may desire, uh, devour. Um, you see, I, along with that question that I asked God, here's the next thing that I said. Uh, Satan has been wearing me out. And, and uh, here's what God showed me in his word. Satan ain't doing nothing to me that God hadn't let him do. You see, we're real quick to blame Satan for all the decisions that we make in our lives. And that's what I was doing. I'm not saying that Satan's not a formidable adversary because this says he is. And you better be about... Uh, you better be about putting your armor on. Because see, here's what I've been doing over the last few months, probably, probably longer than that. <clears throat> I'll get up in the morning, and I want you to imagine you getting up in the morning and you were on a battlefield. And you walked outside and bullets were zinging in every direction. It wouldn't take very long. You'd be putting something on. You'd be finding you a bulletproof vest or something to get behind, right? But I'm walking out into this battlefield with bullets zipping by me, and, and here's how I combat it. You can either put on the full armor of God and, and trust him and do what his word says do. Or you can go on the side of the enemy and blend in with him. So maybe they won't shoot you. You see, Satan, the Bible says, and, and Satan describes, they, the Bible describes Satan here as a, a, someone who, a roaring lion who seeks to devour you. But he uses the same tools he always has because they're effective. Turn with me to uh, Isaiah 14. 
Isaiah 14 also, and uh, keep a marker in First Peter. But also in Ezekiel, David's Sunday school class going through Ezekiel, but also in Ezekiel it says about the same thing. And it talks about Satan here. Look in verse uh, 12. Isaiah 14, 12. Everybody there? He's talking about Lucifer here. He says, How have you fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How you are cut down to the ground, you who weaken the nations. It says, For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit on the mountain of the congregation on the farthest sides of the north. And I will ascend above the heights of the clouds and I will be like the most high. And I thought, back in Genesis chapter 1, when Adam fell, the very thing that Satan told Eve was, if you eat of that fruit, you'll be just like God. You'll be in control of your own life and you'll know everything that God knows. And what I've come to realize over over my life that, that I live here the last little while, I, I haven't taken God's word and applied it to my life and made it the full armor that he made it to be for me. But what I have done is I have exalted myself to a place where I think I'm the God of my life here. I will create my own destiny. I will work my way to the top. I will do whatever I have to do to make it here in this place. I will blend in with the enemy and I will, I will not, uh, I'll have everything they have. I'll do everything that they do and I won't know any other way other than the people that I'm around's way. And here's what God says. That's not what I designed you for. I didn't call you to be like everybody else. The Bible teaches us that we should be just like Jesus. Now, I want you to back up here in this in this chapter 14 of Isaiah. I want to show you something here. And I want to talk to you. If you're sitting here and you, you don't know Jesus, uh, <clears throat> this is just part of the overflow of this study that I did on this. Um, Back when I was younger, and this is going to be chasing a rabbit, so just chase it with me for a second. Back when I was younger, I remember people used to say, you young people listen to me. I remember, because I was young when this happened, you know, I wasn't old. And I, I had some people say, yeah, I'm probably going to hell, but uh, I have my friends there with me and we're going to be, and, and we're going to be excited there. We're going to have a party. Y'all ever heard anybody say that? Back up in here. Two verse, uh, hang on. Good Lord, lost my place. Here we go. Look at verse 8. Or no, verse 9, I mean. Sorry. If you're lost and you're here this morning and you don't know Jesus and you died today, this is what's going to happen in your life. There. It says, Hell from beneath is excited about you to meet you at your coming it stirs up the dead for you all the chief ones of the earth it is raised up from their thrones all the kings of the nations they all shall speak and say to you have you also become as weak as we and have you become like us your pomp has brought you down to hell 
and the sound of your stringed instruments, but the maggots is spread under you and the worms cover you. That's a hard truth, isn't it? It's a hard truth of God's word. And I come to a place where I was looking at that and I was looking at my life and I was looking at my walk with God. And here's what happened. Here's what I decided, y'all. I decided my walk with God stinks. It just does. And if I'm honest with you, uh, you can say all the right things and do all, uh, and, and do all the churchy things and all that stuff and your life can stink. You can stink worse than a dead person. Because whether you follow God or you don't follow God, the choice is yours. But the consequences are yours as well. Understand, following God has a consequence. And it's a good consequence. And not following has a consequence too. You know, and as I was studying this and, and, and looking at myself, I thought, I'm going to probably... I'm probably okay where I'm at as far as the world looks. But as far as God looking at me, I was ashamed of what he saw. Because that song they sang earlier said he went to the cross. He paid a horrific price for me. For me to sit back and dishonor him with my life. My life here. Heaven's going to be heaven because Jesus is there. Heaven's not going to be heaven because Willie's there. And I, I looked at all that, and when I, when I got through uh, trying to figure out what to do, God took me to Psalm 18. I want to take you there. In this Psalm, David running for his life he's got an army all around him and they're shooting at him every day they're trying to kill him kind of, kind of what I described there a minute ago in our lives isn't it? every day when we hit the ground we walk outside there's an army trying to kill you Satan wants you he wants to destroy your day if he destroys most of your days then at the end of your days here you'll be ineffective in the kingdom See, what Satan does, he puts strongholds in your life. And I'm going to give you what some of those are. Some of those are your jobs. Some, some of y'all got jobs that are strongholds in your life. Some of you got houses and cars and all the things that the world has are strongholds in your life. Some of your kids are strongholds in your life. Well, that's a hard truth right there, isn't it? But it's the truth nonetheless. Here's the thing, when you get all these strongholds in your life, you got to figure out a way. i got to figure out, and that's what I was trying to do, trying to figure out, what am I going to do? What do I do with these strongholds? And I want to show you what David did. It says in verse 1, everybody there? Psalm 18, verse 1, it says this, I will love you, O Lord, my strength. This should be every prayer of every man and woman sitting here that knows Jesus. I will love you, O Lord. With all my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress, my deliverer, my God, my strength, and whom I will trust. 
my shield and the horn of my salvation. And what that horn means is a place to grab a hold of. I grab a hold of the Lord Jesus and he is my salvation. And without him, I don't have any. And the Bible says that I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. That song, who is he worthy? You bet you he's worthy. So shall I be saved from my enemies. And he goes down through and says, The pangs of death surround me and the floods of ungodliness made me afraid. The sorrows of hell surrounded me and the snares of death confront me. And in my distress, this is what you do. I called upon the Lord and cried out to my God. He heard my voice from his temple and my cry from before him, even to his ears. Then the earth shook and trembled and the foundations of the hills quaked and were shaken because he was angry. You see, my God's powerful. So the smoke went up from his nostrils and devouring fire from his mouth and coals were kindled by it. He bowed the heaven also and came down in darkness under his feet and he rolled upon a cherub and flew. He flew upon the wings of the wind and he made darkness a secret place. His canopy around him was dark waters, thick clouds and skies from brightness before him. His thick clouds passed with hailstones and coals of fire. Skip down to 16. This is where I want to get to anyway. It talks about God's power right through there. And then it said, he sent from above. He took me and drew me out of many waters. He delivered me from my strong enemy. From those who hated me. 